Another episode of Money Lab. I'm your host, Matt Fingerless Gloves Givenisi, and today we're talking about who the fuck knows. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, joining me is two guests. Obviously, the one is the founder of ListenMoneyMatters.com and the co-host of the List of Money Matters podcast, Andrew Fiebert. Hey, man, how's business? What's up, man? What's up? Uh, good. 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 Less stressful than last week. Is then that always? I mean, but then more. It'll be no more stressful the next week. The the boulder is being pushed up the hill, but I think we're on like a ledge huh. or like a nook. And it's gonna. What happens when the boulder goes over? <laughs> I don't know. I'll let you know when I get you there. Die. <laughs> <laughs> you die. You uh, die. We also have a very special guest on the show today. Uh, I'm just gonna say it, Chase Reeves. Welcome. Hey man, what's going on? This is Chase Wardman Reeves calling yep. in from Sebastopol, California. I've been listening to you guys' show for a long time. God damn it, keep it down! Keep it down! <laughs> Sorry about that. My yeah. kid's a fucking jerk. Hey man, how's it going? Uh, good, good. Listen, uh, what, so for people who don't know you, and I don't know why we're we're putting on this fucking show. Um, what, what do you what do you normally tell people when you do podcast interviews now? Like what what are you, what's your moniker or monikers? Uh, first of all, my son is not a jerk. Uh, I know. I, for comedic effect, was doing that, and uh, you also don't, don't have a southern accent. Off, to be honest, and, well, it was mostly it was, that was my like, hey man, hey, how's it going, man? <laughs> hey guys, how's it going? Uh, listen, I'm just day to day, you know. Um, fucking, you got uh, you, papers, man. Uh, it sounds like a Bay Area. Papers. That that sounds like a, a Bay Area voice. It's a Bay Area burnout. It's like a, it's like a, yeah. oh man, the fucking 79 Giants, dude. They were oh, fucking, man, they were totally green, cool, man. bro. So uh, yeah, I fucking love that uh, shit. Chase, you, you yeah. did an episode on Fizzle where you talked yeah. about the cobblestoners and you did this whole, like, hey man, just a cobblestone. <laughs> I loved that. And I also love scones. So I bought yeah. cobblesconer.com. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and, and so one day when I had the time, It'll it'll yeah, be dude. what you hope it will be. Yeah. yeah, dude, I have I have a bunch of websites like that that have, have started from Fizzle Show episodes. One of them is if you can figure out how to spell it, like so you know Smeagol from from uh, Lord of the Rings, like Smeagol. Yeah, Smeagol, it's yeah. Smeagling smeagling dot biz <laughs> okay <laughs> it, was, it was a good one. Oh, then yeah. there's i think there was a money stress money stress dot biz too yeah there's some fucking weird shit i made but uh-huh. like to answer your question matt like what i am now i'm a i'm a youtuber i'm a podcast host i help people with business stuff i help people with uh with picking the right bag for them for travel as well as for daily carry that sounds mm-hmm. like a weird thing to most people but but a lot of people out there buying bags you need a bag you want, you want it to look good and shit like that so I, I do a lot of that and then it's it's actually beyond that too kind of just like my my real the thing i like doing the most is really talking about deeper things so that we can we can i mean jesus i think we're all out here just trying to live the life of our living our best life now or some shit right yeah yeah it's like i feel like i should feel good in my life and a yeah. lot of my life has not felt very good and i learned a few tips and tricks and and so that's like honestly that's where i i, I like being most of the time if i could get paid just to do that that's that's what i do well, speaking of living your best life, uh, I want to thank our sponsor. No, that's a terrible segue, but that's that's what I got to do. Uh, <laughs> uh, I got I got to thank our sponsor before we get into it with you, Chase. Uh, Money Lab Pro. 
You've been asking for it, and I finally made it. Money Lab Pro is a membership where you can access every single one of my online business courses and chat with me and other like-minded business owners in the members-only Money Lab Pro community. You'll also get access to my SEO, monetization, and blogging video courses, my YouTube and podcast video tutorials, my lightning-fast WordPress theme, and so much more. I did the math, and Money Lab Pro includes over 155 over-the-shoulder video lessons and growing. Not to mention, it includes access to templates, processes, and spreadsheets that I use to run all my online businesses. And like I mentioned before, Money Lab Pro also includes a members-only community where you can share your ideas and get expert feedback to help you earn more money with your online business. Go to moneylab.co slash pro right now to sign up. It's super affordable and there's no reason not to check it out. That's moneylab.co slash pro. Can we talk about fizzle? Is that public? Yeah. Yeah, we nah, I wouldn't well, yes ish. Yes ish. Like let me actually let me just text Corbett real quick. And and cuz I'm I personally am am like here's my take on it basically is I'm still the spirit animal of Fizzle. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like I and I run I run the podcast. Yes. So thinking of me as the host of the Fizzle show podcast and the co-founder of Fizzle. Yeah is is the way to think about it totally now i spend all day every day working on my youtube channel right and fucking smoking weed and meditating well, okay because so, i'm a goddamn weirdo <laughs> right but i want to talk about that because to me i think it, it's very interesting to go from uh you know you have this business this partnership that's incredibly lucrative right and yeah. and it's like yeah. dude you could just you could slack off you could do or you could do the same thing all the time who gives a fuck right but yeah. you're like no I want to try this other thing. Oh my god, Matt, this should be recorded though. I well, it is this recording. Is like the, this is the question. Well, okay, no, I know, I know, but but yeah. but I, I need I got to do the intros and shit. But the idea that I just want to make sure it's cool with you is if we kind of like do that trajectory before you know going like, look, we, people know you from this. You're still there, but essentially you've kind of like let go a little bit to focus on this other thing because that's to me, like. I, you know, you're envious of our show. I'm envious of your YouTube channel of like, I wish I could just, that's all I had to think about was just being fucking weird and doing a thing that actually is lucrative and just being right. as creative and weird as I want to be and gaining an right. audience that way, but then also making money from that. That's the dream. Yeah, no, that, that's all I want to, that's all I want to talk about. Right. That's all I want to talk about. Yeah. That's the dream. And so to me, the relation between that and fizzle is like, I wouldn't be able to do this if I didn't, if I didn't ha- get a PhD in, in fucking B I Z from yeah. Corbett Bar, okay, you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. But the so is there is there a story? Tell me if there's a story of the the reason you chose to like not you know not do fizzle anymore. But is that, like did did is there a is there a transition or it was just like oh well I think there is right there has to be something there. No, that re- I mean, yes, there was emotionally for me because I was so afraid of letting down Corbett. I, 
it was like so much of my relationship thing with him. Like I never wanted to let Corbett down. That was like basically my, <laughs> I don't know why, but that's, I just loved, I liked love. I didn't want, I didn't want to let him down. Do you know what I mean? That's like, and he believed in me and he wanted, like, he was like partnering with me and it was a real big gift for me. Right. Yeah. And so when I wanted to just play and cruise and do, and like, I felt more like I, I want to go develop this thing or I want to go do that. Uh, it would always be running up against this, this feeling of like, fuck, like, can I, can't, like, like, is this, like, am I guilty for this? Well, wanting to do that, like, where does this stand? I felt like I was cheating. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. felt like I was cheating. How and did so you eventually, pass that, though? Eventually, we had that talk. Like, we, I just told him the truth. And Corbett is just fucking singularly, profoundly one of the literal most enlightened best dudes yeah. in the world. So, wait, he so just what did like, you say dude. to him? And then, like, how did he respond? Well, it, it, like, basically, like, what I said, what I, what I could have easily said, and this is what I'll go with, because like we said a lot of things. I was, I was, we were like, <laughs> I was splatting paint on the wall because I was so emotional. I didn't know what the fuck I wanted. Right. Mm. I see now what I wanted was just like, hey man, I want to do like research and development on my own, like making my own shit, playing, and all that stuff that Matt was talking about before. You know yeah. what I mean? Where it was just like, dude, I want to fucking dance like a goddamn ballerina, and it's weird, and I can't do that. Uh, and on Fizzle because it's not necessarily the best business decision for Fizzle. Well, you is know it I mean? is it because of the the context of Fizzle, like what it is? Yeah, it's because when you create a brand, you really are creating a promise to be something mm. for real people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And we didn't create that brand to be. I promise that you know Chase is going to be crazy and entertaining weird and like who knows where it's going to go we're just following along cuz we love him yeah. no it was like you fucking you want to start a business and it's a nightmare and honestly you don't have very many people around you to support that Right. And right. so like paying this nominal fee to basically get a group of people around you supporting you, because we absolutely believe that, like, dude, you are the you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. It's just like it's proven again and again and again and again in mm-hmm. all of the fucking business success stories. Like it's relational. Your Brian Eno says there's no such thing as genius. There's seniors. Right? Geniuses come out of scenes. Uh, right? Okay. So, like a scene, like S C E N E. Seniors. And it sounds gross. I don't know why it sounds a little gross. (laughs) Well, honestly, it's like this hotel bed is covered in (laughs) seniors. That was the best. Yeah, but the idea of scene, having a scene, and this is something I'm learning like hardcore right now in my life. Like, there's. There's just relationships in my life that are like fucking brothers from another mother, you know, and they're kind of when I look back, they're kind of always has been like Corbett was one of those. Yeah. My, my close friend Jay was one of those. My yeah. friends Aaron and Paul and Nick, like all these guys, like I didn't know it at the time, but we were like we were defining each other. We were like, you know, the Bible says like iron sharpens iron. Right. And so I'm, <laughs> I'm not it? like saying Andrew, that, that's what is, what, is that what it says? I only know well, the Torah. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This isn't midrash, motherfucker. This is... <laughs> no, but explain I, iron it. sharpens iron. I've not. I don't know any of these biblical things. The whole idea, dude, is you get with another dude or another person, another being. I knew who's... the iron was an analogy for a penis. I just kind of <laughs> yeah. knew. Yeah. You knew it was I'm for just docking. Saying, you, you just rub had it. Your yeah. tips together. <laughs> if you and another man put your tips together, there's a little bolt of a lightning. And if you, at the right moment, 
Kill a chicken, sprinkle its blood on the lightning. Mm-hmm. You can start a process that makes you the president of the United States. This is oh, something cool. that a lot of people have known about. <laughs> so when they said don't cross streams, they were trying Ooh, to hold me back. Yeah. They, it, they were, they were, that's why we liked that movie so much because the message was getting out. That yeah. was a metaphor for the little bolt of electricity that happens when you touch your penis to the have another man's penis. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Well, then... <laughs> Speaking of a- which, how did Corbett respond to you? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, um, anyways, yeah. Hold on, let me let me let me frame this back up, right? I mean this about the senius and the iron sharpens iron. Like it's a cheesy ass thing for anybody who grew up in Christianity because it's like all these lame, not lame, but just like real sincere dudes going like, you know, iron sharpens iron. But mm. the truth is, when you when you stand in the presence and like live next to or just have deep relationship with another person um, who who is actually like fucking taking their life serious, yeah, you know what I mean, and really going for it and being creative and being big-hearted and being all that shit, it like it makes you better, like it makes you better, like it calls you higher, right? And, and Corbett. Mm. Corbett was that, uh, Corbett and I did that for each other in a lot of ways. And then at the same time, I was always still, I mean, I like for as long as I can remember, I, all I wanted was, was to just, I mean, I, I can look at my life and all of the little silly projects that I started, like my first website, which was called write to mean, like, I just felt like I needed a name for it. And I was just mm. writing like, like stuff about what it was like to have, whatever to like i just was writing bullshit i don't know it's just writing things and sharing and trying to be funny in some ways yeah and then i had a kid and i started writing about what it's like to be a dad and yeah. it was like emotional it was emotional and people were like whoa this is this is kind of good and they were paying attention and then i was like well you know what i'm gonna do now i'm gonna start up a website just about i'm gonna be this dad guy that's what i'm gonna be right so i started father yeah. apprentice and and then i tried to do that and in the meantime i was like going like wait we could just start up websites and just have a lot of websites and i was into cigars a lot at the time so i started cigar apprentice with my buddy and we were going to teach everybody how to actually enjoy cigars without I making feel like you're feel describing like fucking- my life <laughs> like matt and i without have the same them- problems <laughs> yeah right exactly so and and then that was that was just a few of the projects like i started up other ones right yeah but all all along there was like right when i actually when i was in the middle of father apprentice i want i went to buy a bag like i wanted to buy a new bag because i had a job at a startup i needed to you know drive into work every day i need to carry my laptop my water bottle like a handful of shit that i needed need to be big enough need to have enough organization i was going to conferences i need to look like responsible respectable enough i wanted to look kind of cool I found this one bag from Rickshaw uh, Bagworks in San Francisco, and it was like 150 bucks, and that was a lot for me to spend on on basically just a toy for on just a thing for me. You know what I mean? 150 right. bucks is like if that's not feeding my family at that time, it was like what are we yeah. what are we doing? Or, that or a thing to you carry know? more expensive things. Exactly right. <laughs> and on the website, I just couldn't tell if it was good or not. I just couldn't tell. Like, I was like, I don't yeah. know. I don't know if it would look good on my body. I didn't know what the size was. I didn't know what it was like to move and open up. And, but I just took a chance. I bought it. And um, and then I immediately made it because I was making these videos on Father Apprentice. I immediately made a video on it saying, like, hey, this is a pretty cool bag. Check this bag out, right? Before I published mm-hmm. it, I sent it to the company, Bagworks. And they just happened to have brought on a smart marketing kid named Chris Schroeder who uh, – who was like, dude, this is great. We'll give you 10% of any sale and we'll give everybody who buys through your link 10% off. 
And I was like, well, I'm not going to fight with that. <laughs> right. Sure, this this yeah. just started happening. And it, and, and I just like threw it out on YouTube and whatever. And then over the years, like I, I would reach out and go like, Hey, I, I need a bag for my iPad or something. I want to try to be an iPad guy. Like what bags do you have for that? And they would send me one of those and I would do a video and, uh, and I would make a, a like a video on it and it would end up like getting popular because, because fucking the internet or some shit. And then, yeah, uh, something, something and, and then I, and then I, I kind of kept doing it. I started reaching out to other bag companies. This is just willy nilly. When I needed a bag, I would do that. And I wasn't doing Father Apprentice at some point, so I just started publishing them on my own YouTube channel. And so, like, it, I didn't think about this cognitively at all. Like, it was just like randomly happening, and I would occasionally send an email, and I would occasionally get and a this, bag, and I would occasionally make a video. And this was really to get a free bag. This is all to get a free bag. That's it. Okay. Like to, to get a free bag and to have an excuse to make a video, I guess, kind of like it wasn't that was that was no skin off my back. I liked doing that too, you know. And so it was almost yeah. like my subconscious was like was like navigating me towards it in some ways, honestly, because by the time I had that conversation with Corbett, that thing oh. had actually picked up quite a bit. Like it picked up a lot. And to the but point but, where it was but, like we could what? But hold on, hold on a second. Because the the first bag review, because I'm looking back, was that four years ago? The the Rickshaw Velo Zipper backpack review? No, that, orange, well, that was that one was four years ago, but the yeah. the ones before that were on Father Apprentice. So a different so YouTube like, channel. Yeah, yeah, it was like six years ago. So at what point, like you, did you stop doing back reviews, or were you always doing these even I, when you met up with I, Corbett? No, I, I like I would ma- I made like one video, like uh-huh. I made I made like let's say I made like three videos a year for like a, okay. a few years there and it would just be randomly and then there would be like long stretches between so i wasn't thinking of it as a project at all until yeah, okay I, I until basically i met the manal guys um corbett yep. introduced me to the guys from manal and they sent me a bag and that was like that started this one bag travel kick for me and uh and honestly the response from that video got like pretty big because it's mm. like <laughs> 45 minutes or some shit about yeah, a bag right. yeah. and uh and so something else started to grow then Honestly, got it. And it was like kind of growing on the side. It was all. It was like, and I was, I wasn't thinking about it at all. So um, by the time I, I had this conversation, existential question for you, Chase. Um, because I, please, I'm, I'm on it. I know. I'm, I'm listening to to the story, and I'm, I'm seeing a lot of like things that I've done that that kind of resonate with this. And and if I was to just, you know, summarize, I feel like. Uh, fizzle, even though it was all created by you and it was like your magic that did it, like it almost became constraining in what it created. And so you needed like to freedom to kind of start again. But yeah, but the, the dude, everything is, like, we create, everything we create becomes a constraint. Every single yes. thing that we create and we set a flag out there around anything. And now people are drawn to that flag, not because of who placed the flag, but because of what's on the flag. Right. And I decided what should be on that flag that would call the people towards it. But then at a certain mm-hmm. point, it's like, yeah, you want to go live in another country for a little while or something like that. Right. Wanna, yeah. You know, so, those things, those things happen. My, my question is like, so what precludes the, the bag thing that you're doing now from being your fizzle of the future? Or, or is that just the process and you have to kind of embrace that? Okay, so this is, this is where like you find what to me is like the opening of all, like, all openings about how you pursue your vocation, which is um, this sense that like it is happening as a process 
over time. And you need to know, you need to just be watching how much you enjoy any of it. Hmm. Like how much of it is giving you energy and how much of it is draining your energy. Because everything does that to some degree or another, right? All the relationships right. in our life, like some of them are really draining and some of them really make us excited and, and give us energy. And a lot of what I'm realizing in life is like, I've just, I just want to, I want to sort of I, like, I, like I've got this little garden to keep. I want to just make it bloom and blossom. And, and like, basically, honestly, my family has become so much more important. My, when I say that, like my, my relationship with my son is a fucking nightmare in, in on one level. Right. It's mm-hmm. always been challenging. It's always been hard. It's always been scary to me. It's always been confusing. But on another level, like nowadays, over the past few years, we've got a little connection going where I'm like, I see this kid and I want I want good for this kid. And I know yeah. he's going to have a lot to process and manage and shit like and dude, guess who plays the fucking role of the of the fucking movie in that kid's life for a little while. It's it's yeah. like it's daddy. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's like no you kid has to be able to move on from daddy. No. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I so, so that means his his tank has to get filled, filled up, yeah. you know? And so I'm just I need to be filling that tank every fucking day. Every fucking day. Yeah. And I love that. Actually, I love that work, dude. I love the same thing with my wife. I have to be filling that tank because when she feels like, you know, when she feels like she knows she's got me. When she feels yeah. like filled up by me, like everything is so better. It's so stupid. Happy wife, happy life. It's just yeah, so fucking true. dumb. Do you know what I mean? But, but and it's and it's legit. I, I could deeply resonate with that. Yes. Yeah, I agree. To, I mean, I can. And, yeah. So that one I can. But what? Then, then though, then adding on top of that, the vocate. Then, then the the job stuff, the work stuff, the creativity, the like, because it's not just these two, right? Is it, it not just them? And then my baby girl. It's not just them. And then my my baby Rowan, who we lost a long time ago, and that changed my fucking world. But it's uh-huh. also like there's these relationships that I have. With, it's almost like I think about it like there's these relationships I have with people I haven't already met, like. I need there's some there's some like work that has to come through me because of people that like I haven't necessarily already met, but I'm going to do right by those relationships as well. That's how I navigate what's going on inside of me, which is to say how I figure out what I want to be working on or how I think about, you know, and decide what do I want to be working on? So for me, really, at the deep down, like I look at the shit I'm doing where I'm I'm hosting the fizzle show and I can see what matters about it. I look at the shit I'm doing where I'm making these bag videos and I can see what matters about it. Right. And I don't understand everything about it, but I know that it, like, like all the comments are starting to say like, this isn't just about bags anymore. You know, it's right. about like, it's a more of like a lifestyle philosophy thing. And I'm helping people do what Alan Watts is, helps me do, which is just to get like a little bit deeper for a second, you know? Yeah. But, but why couldn't, why do you think this is different? Because you did a lot of this stuff at fizzle And, and you probably are going to continue to do it, but it's, and, and like, there's a, there's a two points I want to ask. One is, do you feel like it, you were too constrained at that and therefore needed to branch out into bags where you had no constraint, almost zero constraints besides the fact that, you know, the content is just about a bag when really it isn't. And, and two, like what in the other thing did you feel drained you 
Like what sucked your energy? Like what parts of it sucked mm. your energy to the point where you're like, I don't want to do this shit anymore. I want right. to do this shit because this shit is more fulfilling. But you have to know what the negative is. So I guess if you could, I don't know. That's two parts, and I, I know it's a lot to ask because you're going to go on. Well, one of no, those I'll, I'll just I'll just riff on it because because okay. like I said, like for any any sort of brand, like I, I really think a lot about brands. Like that's actually yeah, something same. I'm really really good at. Like I. I'm realizing like one of the things I'm going to be doing in the future, which I've already got like two people who are like who I'm doing this with accidentally, like this just mm-hmm. like flowed into my sort of life right now okay. is like helping, helping people who have like actually a fucking hardcore gift. Like this guy, this older guy, he's like my dad's age. His name's Dan Tokini. He's in the Bay area. And I came down here. My wife wanted to do some coaching training. We got involved with this guy. And I, I was like, well, I'll come along. Uh, listen, h- help me. Like, let me, let me help you with business stuff and let me, and, and, uh, and let me be in this room. Cause I'm like, I don't want to be yeah. a coach necessarily, but I want to see what you do. Yeah. You know? And I, and I'm not, I'm not disinterested in this stuff. And I get in that fucking room and I'm like, holy shit, dude, this guy's powerful. <laughs> this guy knows how to like, how to get people to say the shit that they're afraid to say to, to themselves, you know? And I yeah. love that. I just, I fucking love depth work like that. Like I love the deepness, you know why? Cause I think that for me to do my thing, I have to get into my deep shit. You know what I mean? I have to be deep. I have to be deep. Otherwise I'm just like setting another flag out there that I'm going to have to leave in a few years, you know? Right. And so I want to, I want to do that deep work. I'm attracted to that deep work. I meet this guy, he's doing deep work, but then I look at his business and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing your business like this for? Yeah. We could be making so much more money if we did it like this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like it's so easy. Like I'm looking at it and I'm going like, no, 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 but we can't just make this another, like, no, we're not doing a fucking webinar, dude. We're not doing Take yeah. that button shirt off. We're not doing a webinar here. Smoke this, relax, and then let's figure out what we really want to do. Do you know what I mean? Because I yeah. understand the business world. I understand the internet. I understand this stuff enough to like to convince you to trust me. <laughs> right. And right. I'm so attracted to the work you're doing. I'm so into this that I don't think we're meeting each other for an accident. You know, I, mean? I think this right. is like kind of fun. Like, like, fuck, this is the best play. This is the best playground I've ever found. Right. Yeah. And I'm going to make money off this shit, you know, and it's going to it's going to support my family. This is going to be, okay. this is going to be a way to get in, make the money, do the work. And like, and like the money's just going to come from it. Right. But because I've got the bag thing going, I don't, ha- I don't need this to make any money for me. I don't sure, need to, but, but I'm like, well, this has way bigger prospects than, than the bag thing. What was, what was Maybe. the draining part? So, okay. So yeah. So I'm sorry. Related that's, to that, that's related, related to that is this this sense of whenever you put that flag out there now you have to you have to pour your energy into making that flag the, like Frank Shamero calls design making a thing more like itself right okay. would you agree with that Matt yes. like you're trying to you trying to create a very clear signal you're trying to say this is exactly what this thing is in a way that anybody who lands on that site can catch it and more importantly the people who like are the ideal customers for it. Like they're kind of powerless. They're like going to a trance state and they keep reading, you know, that's like me when Joe mm-hmm. Rogan's on, like I just listen to Joe Rogan and I just kind of trance out sometimes. Cause I'm just like, what are these, these guys have the, such a fucking deep ass conversation. So you're putting into that thing to make it more like itself. Well, I did that with fizzle for five years. It knows who it is. 
right? Mm-hmm. And now, and now I'm like, well, who am I now, right? So this is one of the things. This is one of the ways that I that I think is true about about um, why I now just just host the Fizzle Show, for example. Instead of instead of making courses every week, instead of do, getting into all the nitty gritty and really being thinking about how we grow in this thing, like this is re- is really like Corbett is the mastermind behind Fizzle. Corbett, mm-hmm. that was his idea, literally as it's ex- as it's executed. It's his ideas from the start, right? Myself right. and Caleb Wojcik were there to help out, and we contributed some things. And I think I contributed something really essential, and still do. Yeah. And I like being able to do that for Fizzle because the truth is, I still, I still like, dude. For a year there, I had very low energy, but I would be journaling. I did a course on the on how to do this kind of right. journaling in Fizzle, and I would journal every fucking day, and that kept me going for a year straight. And we found some great ideas in there, right? And I was able to to more or less easily do the work that I needed to do at Fizzle. At the same time, it was burning me out s- slowly over time because I wasn't resting enough. I didn't feel like I was where I was supposed to be, you know. And I knew that. And so because of I was because I was unwilling to like I was scared of, of, of re, re sort of uh, what do they call it defining the relationship again with Corbett because I was afraid of that uh-huh. like, uh, you know, I, I, I let it last for such a long time. And that was so dumb of me because Corbett every single time always like he just had my back in a way that surprised yeah. me, frankly, like we were talking about the dad thing in a way that like it was kind of like I just didn't I just wasn't used to someone responding to me that way. You know what I mean? That's interesting. Dude, that's that like we're all in a fucking constant dialogue with our deepest shit. Our deepest shit is infants. We are an infant. We're crying in a crib or your mom looks at you one way or another or like patterns over time. Seven years old, your dad hits you accidentally, has to say sorry with the way that he handles it or something like that. Who knows? Right. Like it's just like all of this shit, it gets stored in there. And I'm this like fucking weirdo mystic guy who, you know, has some cannabis and uses tobacco ceremonially and has done plant medicine ceremonies. And I really like every day I wake up in the morning and I go out and I meditate for three hours and I just fucking feel shit that comes up that like I'm not making come up. It's just there. So Chase, you've, you've been doing this online business thing for a, a, a ton of time, but, but certainly enough time where like you kind of and, and you alluded to this before where you see things not only as like opportunities but you also can tell like ah we can make money from it and we just need to do yeah. xyz so and and so so you were at this stage where you're getting maybe drained by fizzle you know you were doing your videos what did you see i mean like look obviously you know you talk about a bag people buy it that's the business but what did you see about it in the opportunity or, or in YouTube specifically that really like pulled you in. Okay. So this is what's funny about this is my wife, like only like six or nine months ago or something like that. She said like, no more bag shit unless you get, unless you're getting paid to do it. Hmm. Unless you Hmm. can get an affiliate relationship with these people. At the time I just did, I wasn't developing affiliate relationships. I was just doing it for free bags. Right. For the most part. Right. But things were there was like some people were paying attention to the videos and shit like that. And it was that was surprising to me. And so I I liked doing that as well. So she's like, you have to get affiliate shit going. This is bullshit. You know, that this is stupid. Like Mm -hmm. this is like you're just wasting time. You're wasting money. And so I reach out and I start doing some affiliate stuff. and, And then that just starts like like there's companies that had had affiliate relationships. I already had videos for. I just like replaced those links. You know what I mean? Yep. There's like mm-hmm. shit going on that's just like 
I, I find new companies that do have an affiliate account. I'm like, well, send me a bag. Let me, let me like, there's just like, I start realizing there's all these bags people are researching at a certain level and, and they're, they're finding my video and I'm selling a lot of fucking bags. So yeah. like Tom Ben and peak designs and this sort of shit, I start reaching out and getting affiliate stuff's going with them. And it starts just paying like not no money, like kind of like decent money. And then it's like, well, if we keep adding videos and we keep adding affiliates, it, it actually keeps going up. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? And so it was like this, all right, there is a, con- there's a consistent engine of, uh, uh, there's an engine of consistency in this thing in some way, like, like revenue consistency, right? Mm-hmm. Which is like my wife just trusted in. And I was like, dude, this stuff goes away in a second. This stuff goes away in a heartbeat. You know, Google changes one thing and you don't have any of this shit anymore. I don't, I've never wanted to be in business on that whim like that. You know what I mean? I want more of a direct relationship with my audience. Mm-hmm. But that's also what I was getting. Right. Like as the, as the subscribers started to grow, that's when I was like, oh, fuck. Like people are paying attention. Like the, and the comments were like, dude, how did I just watch a feature film about a fucking bag and I'm not even bored? <laughs> I'm not even so, bored about geez. it. How, how is this being yeah. interesting? I- I feel like uh, to to say like you know YouTube is awesome is almost like trivial. Like I love YouTube; it is awesome. Right. The the aspects that you're saying that sucked you in wasn't that like you know YouTube's great because it's YouTube, but was that uh, you found it an easy way to corral and speak with your people? Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. YouTube is is a is a profoundly unique channel in that way. In in like the media or the medium of YouTube is profoundly decentralized. It is like node oriented in that, like it's relational. My video has relational strings out to other videos. And now my video is showing up after other videos and people's like play next and shit like that. In the same way that I listen to some Terrence McKenna or some shit. And then what comes on after that is some weird Ram Dass or Alan Watts or like some <laughs> conspiracy theory bullshit or something like that. You know, there's like this right. net and, and web of information that like, you're not, partic- you're not making a video. You're participating in the, in the network. In some right. ways, right? So that's interesting. But also the way that individuals relate to YouTube, you know, the way that a human relates to just like visual content, right? You know, it's just, it's just different. It's like, so I got your attention for these seven minutes or these 15 minutes. Because if, and I know how to do that. I push record. I can keep your attention. It might not be worth it for you in the end, but it won't be boring. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, you know do, you, I mean? do you think, though, that just like other things in life, because I, I worry about this personally, uh, that you'll get bored of it and eventually stop again. That's my discipline, dude. Don't, I can't, like, it's, the YouTube channel is called Chase Reeves. Hmm. It's not called, it's not called Fizzle, it's not called Bagworks, it's not called nothing, like, it's called Chase Reeves, right? And so I'm constantly painting myself in the corners like that, Matt. Right. I'm constantly doing that, and I'm constantly having to try to keep myself from doing that. And so my only way of, of really keeping out of the of those buckets that I'll paint myself into or something like that is is by like the the like meditation stuff I've mentioned or the right. whatever the spiritual practices the relational stuff the the seeing my life as like there's like there's a handful of relationships I have to keep going and then one of those relationships is with me yeah you know and I got to spend time like making sure that daddy gets what he wants and what does daddy want that's gross that's sorry that question was super gross. <laughs> no, please answer. <laughs> what is daddy right. want? One of the things 
one of the things daddy wants is he wants um he wants to understand just about damn near every interaction he has in his life whether i'm ordering coffee or whether i'm like passing someone on the on a fucking walkway or whether i'm like just happen to be like working at a coffee shop next to someone and we get into a little conversation or i'm making a video when i'm speaking to thousands and thousands and thousands of people mm-hmm. basically there's this thing where we can be sort of like <laughs> we can be enjoying each other or we can be afraid of each other and i want i want people to be enjoying me mm-hmm. right i want people to be like which means i need to not be a, i need to be a safe person for people yeah. And if I'm going to be a safe person to people, I got to be a safe person for myself. And so, so following all that logic, it's like, all right, well, the practice then, the work is getting to know myself, sitting with my fears and my feelings. Because when I, the truth is, like, for instance, I mentioned my, my son Rowan, who passed away uh, a handful of years ago. And like, that was like a really big thing. You know, that just opens up shit inside you. When you lose, I mean, a child, my God, but like a, a parent, yeah, a, a, someone you really, really love, someone you really, really care about, do that grief will teach it it, it, it's it's like it's like it's like oh now life begins right do you know what i mean it's like everything up to now is practice now life begins and there's a depth there so what does daddy want honestly daddy wants to be able to be like comfortable in deep waters because i notice that when i do that i get into real shit with people and i love real shit i just love real shit daddy doesn't want to be profitable daddy has to be profitable motherfucker right like it's not a question. Is that why? That's not a thing. Is I that, was like, wait, is that why your wife is like, yo, if you're gonna do this on the on YouTube, yeah, yeah, okay. totally, you're right. I mean, because otherwise, totally. otherwise, would you have done that if it wasn't for her? I don't know. I, I, this is where it's like it's like you gotta respect the people in your life because sometimes they'll give you a little like nudge that yeah. you just you didn't know how to give yourself. Well, I just mean, didn't it, know. And it wasn't like a big deal. It wasn't like she was like, I know what Chase needs to do. Sure, she was sure. just like sort of frustrated by it. And I was sure. like, that's weird. And she said it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, that's what Andrew and I do for each other. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, I think that well, – so I, can I ask about the more detailed side of uh, – the more technical side of your channel? Because it fascinates me, one, that you're getting as many comments as you're getting. That's fucking insane to me. <laughs> Can you believe that, dude? Can you fucking believe that? And bro, my engagement, the the amount of minutes watched per video is ridiculous. Nobody that I've showed that to has ever been like has ever seen any channel remotely close to that. No. My engagement is seems to be really, really high. Yeah. Which I which I'm sure that's what daddy wants. You know, that's that's fulfilling as fuck, right? No oh, no matter what. Utterly. Yeah, no, okay. but it's not fulfilling. What that because because the thing is that feels good. It yeah. feels good like okay. MDMA. I mean, dude, fucking MDMA feels amazing, yeah. right? But the question is still like, how productive is it? Do I wake up tomorrow and just go like, fuck, I got to do all this shit again, back into this bullshit, you know? Yeah. So that feels good, and that's one of the reasons why I got started. But now it's like, dude, there's a lot of negative comments in there. Not nearly as much as other channels, I think, uh, probably. Yeah. But like, you know, it's not it's not just like they love me or they hate me. It's like no, it's like. I'm doing something for for the people who don't even comment. Sure. You know, because the truth is, I know what's useful about about you're interested in getting a bag. It's fucking $300. It better be worth it. I want to go through every nook and cranny of that fucker. And then you find my video and you're like, oh, Jesus, I don't need any more information about this bag. It's useful, profoundly. Fundamentally and upfront, it is just valuable for people. But then it's valuable for daddy because he gets to talk about weird shit. Right. (laughs) How how long does it take you to make a single 30-minute video? Like, 
filming everything and recording it takes me like it filming and recording takes me about 32 minutes for yep for a 30 minutes. so you just video. you just no, hit, i'd say cl- yeah you just hit record and just go i just hit record and go normally i have like three bullet points or four bullet points about each bag okay um I have a little, I have a little thing, my little production schedule growing here. Okay. But that right now where I'm at is like, I film that thing. It, yeah. So 30 minutes, let's say it's 45, let's say it's 50 minutes with setup and shit like that. Okay. And, uh, and then I, then I give that footage to, to my video editor. Oh, you don't edit your own videos. I did for a long time. I still edit some, but like when, for instance, right now I'm traveling in California for three months at yeah. least. And, uh, I just filmed like 20 videos. And gave them all to him, and now he's editing him. He'll send me a rough draft through YouTube. Yeah. I'll give him feedback. Then he'll upload the second version, and uh, and that's what we roll with. And then I schedule that and figure out when that publishes. Dude, you should use Frame. And then I've got a virtual assistant right now. Have, Why is that? Uh, because then you don't have to upload things through YouTube. You can edit. You can he can you can what see is the, this called? It's called Frame.io, and it's for Premiere yeah. and and Final Cut. And it's basically just like he can send you the file. And you can just make the notes right in the edit, and then they, he can fix them, and then it's done. Nice. That's dude. what a lot of people are well, using for that specific that. relationship. It's cheap too. Um, but so you said you had a, you just said you had a publicist. No, no, a oh. virtual assistant. Oh, a VA. Okay, virtual assistant. So yeah. So I'm assuming. Yeah, but she's helpful. I'm yeah. assuming that these people. I mean, you have to pay them money. Is this money coming from your work at Fizzle, or is it is the channel making enough money to afford these people? And pay you. The channel's making enough. The channel's just like like we're at a point right now where the channel isn't by itself making quite enough money from that. But we have other things on the table. We have like rental properties. We have mm. um, little things that we've just been actively putting together over the course of the last fifteen years. You know, yeah. and uh, and those things provide a little bit as well. None of the, none of them provide enough to really pay for our whole month right now. But the the YouTube videos like are getting close. Okay. So why did you decide? And then like, I'm sorry, go ahead. Go for it. Why did you? And then like, there's more things I'm exploring. There's more like, there's more coaching. There's more like, okay. Like, uh, like I'm, I love, like, I love the work we get to do on the fizzle show. For example, those conversations are amazing. I also know how fucking valuable it would be to get like, to get like six people in the room who are at a certain place in their business. And like, I might get, be able to get six people to pay like a decent amount of money for me to be in the room with them and bring in like, you know, some fucking guests or something like yeah. that. Like you guys or Corbett Barr or James Clear or whoever, right? Yeah. To just like sit for a little while, work through individual businesses instead of like, instead of just saying like, well, here's all this here. Like at Fizzle, we've always talked about the high level stuff so that anybody coming in from anywhere can like kind of find out which direction they want to go. Because it really matters which direction you want to go. But I, at the same time, when I see a business, when I come in contact with a business that's like already up and running, yeah, and then and I'm like, well, what do you want? I want more time. I want more money. I want more growth. I want more this, that, and the other from the entrepreneur. And then I can look at how they're doing things. I'm like, well, why are you doing it like that? What have you ever thought about doing it like this? Well, yeah, because it's you know what I mean. It's so like, easy to to see it from the outside looking in, right? If you're if you're exactly deep in it's ju- yeah. and it's just valuable. Yeah. Like when you're make when someone's making, you know, thirty or forty thousand dollars a month from their from their business and they're just not feeling that like that's that peaceful. They yeah. still got some stress, they still they're figuring shit out, and then it's like, well, let's work on that. Yeah. That like that is worth whatever they pay me for that. What why did you why do you have an editor? Like why did you decide to not do that yourself? 
just time, dude. It just takes fucking time. And I don't, and I like, honestly, my content is me on camera. That's what you I, like of, to do. I think I like to do that. I like to edit some, I, I, I like, here's, I don't like to edit. It's like that thing. I like having written. I don't like writing. And so I found what my friend Clark at, at a Rob Bell <laughs> conference thing. And he like was like, like he, he does great jobs on the videos. Yeah. Like he's a badass and it, and it's like helpful for him as he moves to New York. He's got all this work that he can be doing. And, and so it's like, oh, this is fine. Let's do this. And I, I just want that freedom because I got to spend that time with my kid, you know? Yeah. I, I actually, I assumed, I assumed that you liked the editing process, like the creation of the whole thing start to finish. I do, dude. Oh, okay. I do. Because a lot of the times what I record on camera is not good enough. Like I have to make it funnier through editing. I yeah, have to like right. there's stuff in there that right. I, I didn't mean to say and shit like that. And so I just had to I just had to get better and better at, at trying to just make make the recording of the of the video Tighter. actually what the content is. Okay. You know? Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's interesting because I you know, I'm I'm in the process of doing something similar of of creating YouTube or getting into YouTube for my other brands and I actually prefer not to record myself i prefer just to edit i love just sitting there and like yeah to me the 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 craft is not what i'm writing or saying on on film it's like taking what i've said and distilling it into something so tight and so funny through editing like that's what gets me that's what daddy likes in the on the side right. of the camera <laughs> yeah totally yeah. i love it oh yeah yeah use that that's what daddy likes yeah, that's right that's super gross i don't i, I don't like that, that no ever. it's fucking not dude you're a big cat on the prowl motherfucker you are on the planes fucking lion just sitting in the sun your tail just flipping every now and again you know, but when you're just, you when are you're a yawning. Man. yeah but when you're not a daddy and calling yourself a daddy it's just like what are you doing why are you doing man, that? I don't know, man. It takes all kinds. It yeah. depends. If you're Russian, it's a no-go. That's for sure. No, that's true. That's true. <laughs> so what's what's next, dude? Like, what do you... I mean, like, look, you're... I don't... Like, so you, you're traveling now, and you had to film all these videos because you, you're, you know, and, and you're going to drip them out over time, I assume. I assume. But what's next? Like what we're and I got videos that I'm I've got videos that I'm filming still. I've got like bags that are reaching out, like companies that are reaching out to me that I just recorded one that I got to edit today. It's gonna be yeah. the next one that I publish. And I want to do a video that it what's that? Well, you're you're doing the the you're you're playing biz dev in this on the side of things. You're still like the person in contact with the bag manufacturers. Oh yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Lots of conversations with bag manufacturers. Lots okay. of potential like relationships where I'm I'm being a part of the design and build process oh, okay, for cool. companies, and lots of exciting stuff there, which is amazing to me because That's the fun. truth is I just I love you know like I geek out on about about product. That's what I've always done. I've always been on the product side of things. Mm-hmm. I want the feel and the experience of the product to be a certain way. Every yeah. time. And I want it to get me. I want it to be good for me. I, fe- I feel like if it can be good for me, it'll be good. It'll yeah. be good enough to get successful, you yep. know, successful enough to make everybody, you know, pay everybody's paychecks. Right. Mm-hmm. That's my conceit. That's the thing I believe in about myself. Um, and now I'm realizing like in the material world, in actual products, like I have a, a level of intelligence around, uh, around bags and around, around how things feel.
feel in your hand around products in general. Like I just did videos on a video on barefoot shoes. Like I'm way into like natural movement and functional movement and shit like that. It's like changed my life and barefoot shoes are like pretty fucking lame looking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Most barefoot yeah. shoes look really lame. And so I was like on the prowl for barefoot shoes that don't look that lame. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I did a video on that. I also have done some headphones videos, which, which Matt, I think you might really like just to, just to, I watched, <laughs> I watched them. the one you told me to watch. No, did you like really? The 45 minute um, one. I just, I love, I would think it was on like the focal utopia, yeah, right? Yeah. The, the badass fucking four thousand dollar headphones, because yeah, because that relationship just came out of nowhere. But truth is, audio is something I care a lot about. Like sure. really, and really, the, the the art of music is like I've been a musician for forever, and you can get a good like setup going and listen to some music, and it can really fucking take you out there. It can really get you to like feel new things in the music, and it's good, and uh, and I like that. So. That's something I'm doing now. I've got another one in the can of another four. I'm comparing two two headphones. Both of them cost four thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. And I and I make like a fucking twenty five minute video on this because to me it's tantalizing. Like, is it even should like you can go to a trip uh, on a trip with your family for that money? Yeah, you know what I mean. You could like go see Machu Picchu. You could go literally like like go to the jungles and do ayahuasca like fifty times with that kind of money. Right. You know. So why, why, like, like I get it. It's a good experience in audio, but like, it's not better than ayahuasca for you. Yeah. It's not more productive than ayahuasca, but at the same time, dude, these things are dope and they're really, really, really well constructed and people have fucking geeked out about them. Mm -hmm. Right. So I geek out about that stuff. I see anything that's really well made and I kind of like want to understand it. And, Mm -hmm. and if it has any role to play in like living a lot modern life that like is, you know, not being a total turd. Or a sheeple, or something like that, where you actually like. I think like, it's a shirson. I'm interested in it. It's a shirson, <laughs> a shison. Yeah, uh, that's good. Yeah, but what's next is like is more videos. More, uh, I'm working with individual clients now. Mm. Um, clients there is in air quotes. <laughs> Because I'm not like, I'm not like, there's no like page on the website where people can like sign up and do that. I've just met a few people where right. I'm like, dude, let's like, let's get involved together a little bit and let yeah. me just help you with that. And you're not allowed to pay me. I'll just participate on like what's successful on the other side. Um, so it's real easy that way because I don't, I don't need the money from them. And I, I like, that's how I want to live. Like, I don't want to need money from anyone and I want to be able to partner with fucking badasses because they believe they see I'm rolling at a high level. I see that they're rolling at a high level and it's like, fuck, let's have fun. Yeah. Cause the world is kind of fun. It's kind of fun. You can literally make anything you want and you can li- like, like Joe Rogan has like the single largest audience of anyone in the, any fucking entity in the world. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, He's crazy. got a bigger audience than like Fox and NBC combined. It's nuts. Right? It's like this, it's mad, and it's just a fucking stoner dude who's in MMA, and he's a badass. He takes care of his family, and he does, but he's a bro. Yeah, he's a bro. You know what I mean? He's, he's just, definitely a bro. But he's, he gets into he, deep. He's Oprah for bros. He's Oprah for, he's bro-bra, dude. He's, he's totally bro-bra. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what, though? Like, he's my Oprah in a lot of ways. Yeah. I'm, like, in a yeah, lot of ways. Yeah. Because he's into a lot of the similar shit. Like, he's listened to hours and hours and hours of Terrence Lynn McKenna just talking high as a fucking kite. Yeah. And I've done that, too, and that changed my life, dude. That changed my goddamn life. I, he's done a lot of, uh, you know plant medicines and, and fucking psychedelics as a way of, of going deeper in himself. And I've done that too, man. And that's like changed my fucking life. Yeah. You know, I mean, it literally, and so it the literally conversations changes your he gets, brain. 
how to change your mind, right? It literally changes your brain. Did you read that Michael right, Pollan book? how to change your mind. I listened to his interview on Rogan, which I feel like is probably better than reading the fucking book. Probably, Because yeah. it's like three and a half hours. And I love Michael Pollan. I love that he's getting into it too, and I like his perspective. Yeah. I go a little further than him. But like, but I like he that book's going to be important because like this dude, this these clinical trials with, you know, MDMA assisted therapy with with you know, mushrooms are on the ballot in Colorado and, and possibly even in California soon. Like the, the therapeutic benefits of this stuff, it, it, it's it's now got the research behind it that like we weren't able to get into because of fucking Vietnam and like the scare, the yeah. fear of the hippies. Yeah. But like. That stuff is, and it needs to be really practiced very intentionally and seriously, but the good news is we come from a long fucking line of humans that have been on this planet who have used these fucking plants to figure out shit about their life, right? Yeah. Every indigenous culture has this, this kind of thing at their heart. So, so I geek out yeah. a lot about that stuff. And so you're out there, you're doing your thing, you happy? You happy? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I, I like, so it's a, it's a thing, it's every day. Yeah. It's every day, man. Yeah. It's every day. I'm exhilarated some days. I'm depressed some days, and both are favorites. You know, and it's, I'm just trying to get it get it to like balance, and and it's already balanced so much more than it used to be. Yeah. Right. And so, like, it just feels like progress. It feels like growth and expansion, and and uh, uh, like honestly, all of that comes from just having a a, a simpler and simpler and simpler life. Yeah. Just focusing on only the relationships that matter. You know, uh, well, listen. I think that's uh, I think that's all the time we have. Is that how's that feel for you? That feels good, dude. I love this. This is a great conversation. I wasn't anticipating this. <laughs> I didn't know we were going to just be like having a conversation at this level. So I'm really honored to like. I love getting to talk with people at in a level where I get to tell the truth. I mean, honestly, it speaks yeah. volumes of your show. You I mean, know, that's... I know that you guys both have this this like sort of gear in you too and and i and i think that's why i've always paid attention to your guys's work yeah i mean uh Thanks, and, say, and vice versa too you know um i think uh it goes without saying we were both huge yeah fans. obviously yeah i mean we both met each other uh because of you and and corbett's work so mm-hmm. uh and and uh continue to follow you on on you know i subscribe to your channel uh, i've been watching your videos not they're kind of long uh <laughs> But I, super long, dude. They're, I, so, they're, they're not for regular people. <laughs> they're not. And I and I I you know I'm rocking. You can't see it here, but I'm I you know last time I saw you, I was rocking my uh, Eddie Bauer yellow backpack from high school. Um, still, <laughs> yeah. still rocking it. I actually just added some new buttons uh, to it because I went to uh, <laughs> what like this, a MXPX button. Yeah, like I added, slick uh, shoes. What are you talking? Some, what are you working with? Uh, I have some beer ones. I went to uh, the Great American Beer Festival and they were handing out buttons and patches. And oh, so I stuck neat, those on neat. Yeah, <laughs> I am I'm IPA good. and so can you. I am. You know, it's. I think it's. I think I'm trying to be like you know hipster ironic, where it's like at a certain point my yeah. bag is going to be fucking cool. Like it's going to be like the vintage bag that everyone's like, oh, dude, you got an old yeah. like 1998 Eddie Bauer with the no, seed with the disc man slot. Hell it's a yeah. legit strategy. It's a legit strategy. That right? is like a real thing. Just like, hold out long enough. That. Yeah. yeah. And everyone's like, I'm, I'm going to be the dad like carrying the yellow backpack with the newfound glory patch on it. And they're going to be like, dude, <laughs> your dad's cool. <laughs> he wears new balances he is totally. fucking cool man cool dude <laughs> totally man all right well i want to thank thomas frank at tom frankly via twitter uh for my new middle name this week fingerless gloves thank you tom 
And if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to talk about on this show, please email me, matt at moneylab.co. And also feel free to send me a new middle name suggestion while you're at it. I'm open to trying new ones out. Nothing is off limits. Give me a wacky middle name. Give me something stupid. Because maybe I'll get it legally changed. That would be the show. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, if you like this show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Player FM, Spotify, or wherever you normally listen to podcasts. And while you're at it, please leave a review because apparently reviews help more people find out about the show or at least uh, validates Our us. ego is really. Huh? It's, it's an ego thing. Yeah, it's an ego thing. It just makes my head a little bit bigger. If you really <laughs> like this show, like really love it, tell your friends about it, point them to your favorite episodes like this one with Chase Reeves, and hopefully they'll become a subscriber too. So You know, if you really love Money Lab, yeah. I would love if you go to the White House and pick at the White House with signs that say Money Lab. There you go. I don't know why, yeah. but do it. That would that'd be fun. I don't know why. Uh, do, people really, do people really listen to the, do people really listen to this part of the show? Oh yeah, probably not. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean no. absolutely. When we look at the amount of time <laughs> that people listen to the show, it's it's sometimes more than the episode. So they're just listening to. We have like. <laughs> They just keep oh, the player I going. Get that, I got to get that <laughs> analytics installed on my yeah, fucking yeah. system. <laughs> you know how like when you're listening to a record and then the needle kind of like drops off, but you're, the record's still spinning yeah. and you just kind of, you, you know, you fell asleep yeah. with a cigarette in your mouth. Uh, that is right. what happens <laughs> to us and our, and our analytics are off the charts. I mean, it's just, it's incredible. Oh and, man, and, that's great. That's yeah. like me when I leave the it house and I leave a Spotify I leave a Spotify playing going on or playlist going on like uh, on Sonos for one of my favorite bands, and I'll just like leave it on all day, turned all the way down, and I'll come home and I just like turn yeah. up the speaker and it's still playing <laughs> one of the songs, just making money for my buddies. Do you know? Did you hear about the Wolfpack uh, thing that they did with Spotify? No, no. So me. okay, so 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 you know Wolfpack obviously, but Andrew, do you know Wolfpack? So no. you'll love the Wolfpack. They're great. Um, saw them live at Red Rocks this summer. It was fucking awesome. And they came out with an album called, I think it was called like Wolfpack Helps You Sleep or something like that. And it was 30 songs. They were all 30 seconds and they were all silent. And they asked all their fans to just put it on Spotify while they slept. So it would just play the 30 song, 30 second, 30 song album over and over again. And they said, wherever in the world, the most listens were, they would come and play a free show at that, at that location. (laughs) So So they made, they made $20,000 from that stunt until Spotify shut them down. And they played like all the, I forget where they played all the free shows, but they basically hacked the system. Like, you know, making some money just by creating silent record silent out silent that's not hack that's fucking awesome that's that's art that is like that is that is strategy as art form so Hmm. so go so the other thing too is he was interviewed so the leads the lead like the the head band leader was interviewed on like cnbc or some money show or whatever and you can find it on youtube he straight up trolls him. He says complete nonsense answers. Like he's just stream of consciousness saying just (laughs) answers and the people have no, it's so funny. It's so funny. You should check it out. But that's, I thought that was uh, great. Yeah. I want to see it anyway. uh, Chase, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me. Listen, I'll be here anytime you guys want me. This is, this is a fun level of dialogue. I like it. Oh, thank you. Sweet. All right. Well, we're going to have you on next, tomorrow and uh we'll see you then
Thanks for listening. That's it. Bye. Please tell your friends about this show.